Braun. Da -da -da -da. Okay, coming at you from New Jersey, the capital of misery, the place where metal forgot to die. This is the Here Lies Metal Podcast. Podcast that brings you the origins, history, and culture of everything metal. Once again, I am Maledictus, and we are here with the lovely Samantha. Say hi. Hi. And we shall be your overlords for today and all of eternity. Welcome. Now, today is an in-between episode. And, in, of course, in the in-between episodes, we do the news, the news of the last two weeks. Um, so, like I said, we're going to alternate between episodes. We're going to do a real episode, then we're going to do the news episode because... Like um, Samantha had pointed out before, I was just spending too much time on the news. Sometimes like an hour, I'm just babbling about the news when I should be giving you proper content, right? You know, maybe someday someone will find that Manowar episode and really want to learn about Manowar, yes. but not be interested in the two-year-old metal news. Well, I think they'll, um, that's true. They'll be like, what I'm is this? I'm banking on these being valuable historical documents. Yeah, you know, when the world ends, people will find these records because they'll be somewhere forever, right? You know, when they restore the power after the nuclear bombs fall, some aliens come to Earth. And they're like, what is this? This happened. It'll be more important than all, you know, all the other news, like all the bullshit that's going on right now. They'll find these podcasts and they'll be like, wow, that's what happened with, you know, that's what happened with Matt Pike. That's amazing. So, you know, that's what happened with Corey Taylor. Wow, who was Corey Taylor? So, you know, it'd be very important. It's a minor deity. Yeah, he, was, he must have been a deity. He must have been a great man of the times. Corey Taylor and Matt Pike. They must have been like co-rulers together of this civilization. Two great minds. So let's move on with the news since that's all we have to do is the news. So before we get, no, I don't have to, I don't have to read that next script because this is the news. I would usually read that bit I would read. I would be like, before we begin, I've decided to do the news, but we don't have to do it because this is the news. So, okay, so let's do the news. What do we have here today? Um, okay, so in Guar news, starting with Guar, Jameson Land, also known, he's the fat guy underneath the uh, Beefcake the Mighty costume, the current fat guy under the Beefcake the Mighty's costume. And if you haven't known, there's been many guys under the costumes of Guar. If you think they've been the same guys for the last, like, 30 years, you're wrong. They've been they've changed a lot of times. So just so you know, it's it's as real as fucking Santa Claus, as Dave Rocky said once. Um, so he has left Guar. There is a slot, there is a vacancy in Guar where the large, oversized armor of Beefcake the Mighty once stood. And um, here's a quote from Jameson Land. Uh, I've, I've parted ways with Guar. I'm back in Kentucky to spend more time with my family and to focus on my driving career. Thank you to all my awesome fans and friends for the past eight years of support. Now, um, what does he mean by driving? Is he like a NASCAR driver or, you know, maybe he's a stunt driver? No, no, no. He's a um, school bus driver. And tour buses. And tour buses. Oh, he does tour buses, too. So he drives the old ladies to the casino, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's important. That probably pays pretty good. So this is the guy that found um, Dave Rocky dead of a heroin overdose in their house. I guess they lived together. This is what I heard, how I heard the story went down. So, you know, I think um, this guy was probably involved in heroin, too, I would think. Um, so this guy's driving your kids around. So, yeah. In school like, bus. Was he driving in between tours? I don't know. Maybe I think so. It seems like he was doing this for money in the meantime. Like, it's, like he would go back there and uh, drive your kids around or an old ladies, your grandmom around too. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. If, but maybe, you know, but then again, you know, someone had mentioned, you know, well, have you met a school bus driver? I'm like, no, not really. Well, they're like, well, yeah, 
This like, is like, yeah. I like that he mentions his driving career. Like, he could have just left and been like, I'm just quitting, you know, I'm tired of touring. Yeah. But he's focusing on his career. I think, his um, driving career. Yeah, he's, he, that obviously pays more. I mean, <laughs> probably. You know, I think, you know, every time I've seen Guar, like, I've, you know, recently after Dave died, I'm like, yeah, these guys just don't look very, like, just, it doesn't look like it's happening anymore. You know, and I've seen Guar for many, many years, and it never looked like they were making money. I mean, they're surviving, but it's never looked like they actually made any money, despite all their very hard work. So, you know, he's probably like, you know, I'm just going to get good at my job, you know. So, in the good news, that leaves a vacancy for me to be the next Beefcake to Money. That's right. Me, Maledictus, is going to try to be. I'm going to keep my ears open for any auditions. Let's just make an audition tape. Yeah, I'll make an audition tape. And put it out there. And uh, the I'll probably have to tune my bass up. You know, back to E, I think. You know, I can't keep it in C, probably. But, you know, I could be the next Beefcake to Mighty. What do you think? Like, I could play those songs. They're not that hard. I mean, the guitar parts are a lot harder, but the bass parts, I don't think they're that hard. So, you know, you have to do some singing, too. You're expected to do some singing. And, uh, you know, I think I I could do it. It's a worse job than being a school bus driver. Yeah. I'll probably get paid less being Beefcake the Mighty, but everyone would know I'm Beefcake the Mighty. Like, I will be Beefcake the Mighty. I'll, I'll have to gain weight, though. Like, I'm not fat enough. Beefcake the Mighty has always been a fat guy, you know? Every, is since the beginning, the first Beefcake to Mighty, the second one, the third one, it's like they specifically want to cast a fat guy, I think. So I might, you know, I'm like, you're not really fat enough. Maybe I could be Beefcake to Mighty. They can't be Beefcake, they can't have a girl as Beefcake to Mighty. They won't do that. It could be a new character. May, they, yeah, well, that's what they, that's maybe they should done. retire it. Yeah, because Guar, they had, they retired two characters because they died in real life. But, you know, maybe they should just maybe retire Beefcake to Mighty and put a new person and a girl would be great. I think that'd be great for Guar. I think Guar needs some sort of something right now because, you know, I've been seeing them since Dave died and it's really boring. Like, they need to do something because Dave isn't there and it's just not the same thing. So anyway, let's move on. You guys will figure it out. In more Richmond, Virginia news, um, Lamb of Gods, and I, you know, I never liked this guy, but this makes me really like, I never liked his music. Sorry, I shouldn't really judge Randy. He's fine. Yeah, he seems like a very activist kind of guy. He seems like he's twitched on. He's, he's very switched on. So Randy, Randy Bly, it's spelled Blythe, but it's Bly. Like, like Captain Bly, like a pirate. Yeah, I learned that recently. Yes, that's how it's pronounced. So Randy Bly is organizing a kazoo party to counter these Westboro Baptist fuckfaces who I infuriate me. Like, I want these people to just fall down to hell and be ass-raped by Satan. All of them, okay? I said it. Um... You know, because they, they go around with their God hates fags and uh, protesting funerals. So let's let's go on what Randy Bly, Bly, Randy Bly said. And Randy Bly is a man of very good words. Attention, people of Richmond. Calling all freaks, weirdos, misfits, and regular people of good conscience. This coming Monday, March 11th. I think that happened already. That's tomorrow. tomorrow. That's tomorrow. We could still go. We could go down to... Uh, we should leave now. Um, is this in Richmond or is this... Uh, yeah, it's, it's Richmond. Richmond. Okay, perfect. Um, we can make we can make it down there. <laughs> the buffoons of the Westboro Baptist Church, uh, also known as the God Hates Fags Losers, you all know them, um, are coming to our fair city of Richmond, and will be at the state capitol at nine a.m. Then over at, at VCU at nine forty-five, spreading their bizarre brand of hate mongering. That's what they do. Why? They are protesting my friend, a fairly educated member of the Virginia House delegates, Danica Rome, and as you know, Danica is. Um, she's she's a heavy metal um, politician. Like, she's in a metal band, which is, you know, awesome. Like, you know, Virginia of all places. Imagine that. Um, Danica is an award-winning journalist as well. Uh, heavy metal musician, like I said. And all-around ripper, who happens to be a trans woman. And, you know, that, of course, must infuriate 
Just the metal part probably infuriates these guys. Like that, they probably, they, you had them there. It's just beyond the pale. Yeah, it's just, they just need something, you know. So these Christians were always picketing military funerals, uh, Kansas City Chiefs football games. I don't know why they were doing that. They don't, they don't like people, you know, they're like, why are you having, why are you having football? Um, funerals of people killed by natural disaster. That's bizarre. Um, apparently they, they'll find like the thinnest reason to protest. Yeah. Anything. Well, apparently they protested they're, those they're kids, trolls, you know? Yeah. That's what they, but it's, it's really low class. Like those kids that were shot in Connecticut, they went to that. Yeah. Imagine that shit. I would just like beat them. I would just get some bats and just be like, officers, close your eyes. Cause I'm gonna beat the fucking shit out of these people. All right. Um, and many two insane activities to list, like I mentioned before. They even picked the funerals of Fred, Mr. Rogers, you know, Mr. Rogers, and um, tried to find the funeral of Leonard Nimoy, which is just appalling, but they didn't. They couldn't figure that one out. So Spock got away unscathed. Spock uh, beat you. Uh, and um, who would protest the funerals of these two great American misters? Uh, Mr. Rogers and Mr. Spock, they picketed <laughs> Dio's funeral, the nerve, that's, that's sacri- oh, like, they should have just been beaten, now. they should have just beaten, right, like, they should have just, like, a horde of metalheads should have just beat the living fuck out of them, okay, what the, I think their leader was Fred Phelps, I think he's dead, haha, <laughs> you're dead, you're burning in hell being aspirated by Satan right now, okay, Fred Phelps, I think it was, you're dead, haha, <laughs> no one cares, um, and, uh, you know, you don't do that, like, you, you know, protest, you know, I like wait until like Ozzy or if Rob Halford dies and these guys show up. Wait, wait, what's gonna happen to you guys if you dare show up to that? I'm just, you know. So they're coming to my town, where's uh, Richmond, Virginia. So this left me with no choice. Um, for all that is good and just in the world, in the name of punk rock and heavy metal, um, in the name of Mr. Rogers and Spock, in the name of all my beloved friends, and of course in the name of Dave Brocky, who mentioned before, the late great Dave Brocky of Guar. I command you to join me for this counterparty, not a counter-protest, because that would entail arguing with these idiots, which is completely useless. As you know, you've probably seen the videos. But a counterparty, and I'll be bringing 100 kazoos, and we will have a kazoo champagne jam, and um, we will play the Benny Hill Show, which, you know, that would be perfect. And the Sanford and Sons, which are probably very kazoo songs, as you know. And uh, we'll drown them out with this cheap buzzing of plastic noisemakers. Because, you know, they usually go around with their God-hates-fags, this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, obviously they're going to go off on this transgender person and say probably some appalling things. So uh, we'll just drown them out with kazoos. Infuriate them. They need to be punched, though. You know, they say punch a Nazi. Punch a Westboro Baptist. That's perfectly acceptable. Come on. You know it. This is what religion does, people. This is what it does. Okay? I mean, the sad thing, like, they have, like, their kids out there, too, that are all brainwashed. They should punch them, too. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to get in trouble for that. If, well, oh, people would not, have to listen to this. He's not even done. Oh, he's not done. Randy's not done. Sorry. I'm going I'm I'm to give I'm gonna give Randy the full mic here because it's important. And if you're in that area, you need to go to this tomorrow. Uh, I'll also be bringing brand new $100 bill as a cash prize for best costume worn to the counterparty. Uh, 100 kazoos and a $100 prize. It's almost too good to be true. $100 from Randy Black. Maybe he'll even sign it for you, huh? So this Monday, March 11th, 2019, 9 a.m., early in the morning, Virginia State Capitol, put on your corpse paint and your rainbow wig and your inflatable wrestle costume and fly your freak flag high. It's a party. This should be fun. Like, if you could do this, Randy, I want to see video of this. I hope there's a whole bunch of videos on YouTube this week. I will, I will definitely enjoy watching them. I just want to see because these people are just so smug do you, do you ever see when people argue with you, they just think they're so right they're like ha ha we're right ha 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 it's like you're gonna get punched no i'm surprised no one's just beating the fuck out of them 
So that's that. So go to that and piss these people off because they need to be beaten. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so we were talking about this. I think we were talking... Did we mention this before? I don't know if we did. But uh, Corrosion of Conformities... Well, uh, we talked about Doyle. Yeah, we were talking about... Oh, we were talking about Doyle uh, in this thing where he did not want to do meet and greets because he thinks his fans are lame or something. And he blames them for having to do meet and greets. Yeah, and he blames... they're all stealing his music. But... And then they pay extra money to meet him. They're paying him $50, which, like I said, is not a lot of money and to do that kind of thing. If he had his way, he would never talk to the fans. Okay, Doyle. Someone who I know knows Doyle was like, you know, well, like, they're like, well, maybe, you know, I think he's shy. Well, he should have said that. I'm, I'm shy. I'm, you know, you say that with humility. I, I'm sorry, I'm shy. This kind of, you know, makes me really nervous meeting fans. You know, they get me nervous. I'm sorry. And it make you know, and I had no, I have to do it $50, but you know, no, but no, he didn't say any of that. No, he was a dick. He said nothing of that sort. He said they, I find them annoying and you know, they're stealing my music too, which you, you know, well, maybe if you make good music, people would buy it. I don't know. Like your music is really not good. Sorry. It's just something interesting. Okay. So anyway, Corrosion of Conformity is Woody Weatherman, who's a very nice guy who, um, likes to meet people. I've actually, when that last Corrosion of Conformity show I went to actually, they didn't charge any money. They came out by the merch booth after, while well, Danzig was, while well, well, Doyle, while well, your friend Danzig was on, not allowing anyone to take pictures of him, um, Woody and um, Pepper came out, and the rest of the band, to the merch booth, and said hi to everyone, shook hands with everyone, didn't charge any money, just, hey, we like to meet people, this is our fans. That's uh, nice. So yeah, that's what the, that's the kind of people they are. They're from, they're from North Carolina, very big hearts, very warm. You know, but uh, here's a here's a message from Woody Harrelson. I, Woody, I just call him Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. No, it's Woody Woody Weatherman. You know, it's close. So, I know Doyle's a friendly guy, but I'll say this: if he's dissatisfied with it, maybe figure out something else to do. Pepper and me, uh, and and I often do meet and greets, and we're doing it because we enjoy meeting the fans and saying what's up. This is true. I've seen it myself, and getting some feedback or whatever. I don't have a problem with it. I do get Doyle's way of thinking because it's tough. He's out there and he's doing work and doing his thing with his clown makeup. And maybe he feels that the modern industry is not too kind of musicians anymore. And he's right. It, 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 it isn't. It's hard. You know, you got to do these things to make money. It's the only way you make money. Uh, but it's the modern world and we just have to grasp it. If you don't like it, you got to do something else, I guess. Yeah, he's right. You know, it's hard to make money, you know, for record music sales. And it's not, you know, people are downloading, people are streaming. And of course, the residuals for that are, you know, you're not getting nearly as much money um, for that. In fact, there was some controversy where I think the record industry raised their prices or something. And there's like, and I think um, Spotify is suing them now because they don't That's want to true. pay. Yeah. So, you know, but hey, you know, the record labels are, you know, the record industry is protecting their, they're like, you got to pay us more. Okay. Why are we doing this? So, and these are the same people that, you know, went after people for the Napster thing. But, you know, they defend musicians, okay? So, like, so, whatever. What else could Doyle even do with his life? Yeah, what would you do, Doyle? Oh, he'd be like a vegan, like, he should start like a, maybe like oh, a show. Oh, yeah, he could be a, a roadie for Arch Enemy. Oh, yeah, he could do that. You could do, be a roadie for your wife. I think they're probably a lot more successful than you. May, I don't know why. They're really not any better. Um, you know, you could maybe do like a show on YouTube about veganism and being like, look, everyone, I'm vegan and look how strong I am. Ha, look, look at me. Because you know, he likes to brag. He likes to, you know, if you if you follow him on Instagram, he, he'll eventually get preachy up with the vegan stuff. He doesn't do no, it because that's the same kind of industry as music now. It's, yeah. It's being like, 
because people would just be watching all your shit for free all the time and you have to hustle to yeah. make the money. And he doesn't clearly doesn't like the hustle. No, yeah, you so. don't like to, you know, you're not that ambitious, I guess. But you're lucky. You know, you have this misfits name over you that, you know, will always be there. And you can always, you're going to do that in Chicago this year. You know, that's probably a big paycheck. So you'll always have that. You know, like you're always that guy. That's why people go to your shows, Doyle, because you were in the Misfits. They don't really want to see the Doyle band. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're like, "Wow, it's Doyle from the Misfits," and maybe you hate that, but I don't know. It's the way it is, man. It's the way it works. Okay, anyway, uh, Death Notice. Somebody died this week. Uh oh. This guy wasn't really a metal guy, but he always scared me. So, um, Prodigy singer Keith Flint was found dead of an apparent suicide. He was forty nine. He was found dead in his home in Essex, England, um, by the local police. Who ruled the death? Uh, not to be suspicious. Um, via the band's Instagram, um, the news is true. I believe I'm saying this, but our brother Keith took his own life. I guess this is the other guy from Prodigy, that that other dude, the other scary dude. I really don't know. Yeah. Anything about Prodigy? Uh, I don't I know if this three is, dudes. or this might be his real life brother. Yeah, maybe he's his real brother. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, I am shocked and fucking angry, confused and heartbroken. Uh, rest in peace, brother Liam. Um, the band just released their seventh album last year and was about to go on tour. Of course, the tour was canceled. And they're probably finished. There were, Prodigy was like three different guys. Very English, um, like almost ravey, a little bit rave. Very dark though. Uh, I remember, you know, smack the the video for "Smack My Bitch Up." There was a band video, and I saw it. It was really just disturbing. I was ooh, I was like ooh, you know, kind of. They were like, I guess it was the '90s, and I, I was like kind of scared of these guys. I was like, ooh, you guys are kind of shocking, you know? You guys, yeah, there were me. there were definitely some of the darkest shit on. Yeah, they were pretty dark rock radio. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people respect them. They're like, well, you guys are pretty fucked up. Um, believe it or not, I saw an excerpt of Johnny Rotten, who's been on a rampage recently, on a drunken, I want to say a drunken rampage, he seems drunk, I thought he didn't drink or do drugs, but he seemed pretty drunk, I don't know, maybe he's just losing his mind, he's gained a lot of weight, I don't know, but Johnny Rotten said a really beautiful thing about, um, Keith Flynn, he was very sad, and he was like, you know, he's like, you know, I loved Keith, and, you know, he's very lonely, he's like, no one loved him, he's like, so if anyone else out there is thinking about suicide, just call me, okay, just call Johnny Rotten, let me talk to you. So, John, you know, Johnny, you know, is very abrasive a lot of times, but he's also, you know, he's out there, man. He's a real person. So I, I love, I love, I never thought I'd love Johnny Rotten, but like, he's just, uh, <laughs> he, he just always delivers, you know, he just went, there was a video where he just went off on Henry Rollins and Marky Ramone and it was really hilarious. And they both, they both kind of deserved it. And, and Henry, of course, was just like, okay, okay. I don't want to, but you know, Marky was like fighting with him. He's like, fuck you, man. You know, but it was funny. Just uh, let let um Johnny Rotten loose, okay? Let him loose on the on on the stiffs, okay? Okay, so um, and more news. Uh, someone bought a signed copy of Burtzum's debut album for fifteen hundred dollars. Record hipsters, nerds. I mean, I collect records, but this is some dummy. Let's read this. So someone bought a signed copy of Burtzum's debut album for. $1,500 um, for an album, yeah, for a birdsome album. Um, this is a story about a hero named Nathan. I'm going to tell you this story. Okay, so here's what happened here. If you're wondering why the fuck would that happen, so listen up. Vikernis, uh, you know, Kalmogudishnak, being the total dipshit that he has bet the, um, Nathan that his 1988 Jeep could go from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour, 0 to 60, uh, faster than whatever model Nathan drove. Um, I did not know. Wait a minute. I, I thought Varg drove a Volkswagen bus. He drives. He has a Jeep in Europe, in France. This story might be a little more than rumor. Is, is this true? This isn't true. 
No. This was reported by Metal Sucks. That's okay, it's obviously true. I, I, um, I don't think <laughs> Varg drives a Jeep. Um, apparently, he was trying to prove a point about cars built in socialist nations versus cars built in capital. But saying that cars built in capitalization. Um, Varg is a violent socialist. Like, he's a racist, but he's also, like, um, a militant socialist. He's not a capitalist in any way. Uh, so I think this story is complete bullshit. He's kind of a, a really annoying socialist guy. Like, that doesn't know shit about anything. Um, yeah, I don't think this is true. I don't think Varg owns a Jeep. Uh, I gotta look this up. I don't. This think is the point that makes you think it's not true. Yeah. The Jeep. He would not be. He would not be um, flouting anything good from capitalism in you any should way. Should go on his latest video and, and comment and ask yeah, him. Yeah, I'll find out. Do you about think this. he reads the comments? Does uh, he read the I, comments? I don't know. I, 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 well, if he has access to make these things, he must have access to read them. I would think. Well, yeah, but it's a choice whether he reads the comments or not. I don't know. Comments. I don't know. I don't think he can. I'll, I'll, I'm going to do some reading about his car. I, I cannot. That does not seem like a Varg as much as big as an asshole as Varg is. Like I don't think he's that kind of at. Like my car goes faster than yours, unless I just know. Unless what I think he is is complete bullshit. I don't know. I have to look into this anyway. So, Varg. Lost, according to Metal Sucks, and claimed he never expected to win. That's very Varg. I never, well, I never expected to win. That's making a statement. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely you know Varg. You know that part of it. Um, well, maybe that was a statement: is that the Jeep didn't win? It didn't because uh, it was made by a capitalist nation. Yeah, maybe like it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that was the whole thing. His whole trick. I don't know. But then why would he make a bet that he wanted to lose? That he wanted to. Yeah. So he was forced to give Nathan his sole copy of Brutzum's. I don't feel like this thing was very um, valuable to Varg. I don't know. Varg doesn't Maybe that's to... why he thought he was giving away He's a piece like, of trash. How <laughs> <laughs> this piece of trash? <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't think I don't think Varg. Really I have made my points about yeah. capitalism in the vehicles. He's it like, produces. I win twice. Two two now wins for me. My first album, which we all know, is a piece of. He's trash. like, this is garbage. Here, take this. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, I feel sorry for him, so I'll take this. Uh, for he gave um, the sole CD copy of Burtzum's painfully overrated. Yes, definitely, you know, garbage. Uh, Battle sucks. Shows a picture of money being thrown into a toilet by the barrel. Um, so um, he gave this CD. The, uh, this so Verkanis was given this CD by Uranus when they made it. You know, in the movie when Uranus made the CDs. Um, whose Death Like Silence record label released the record when he had the the uh, Helveta store. Um, so... So Varg then signed the CD. He signed it. He was like, here's my... And he's like, so he gave it to... My worthless CD. Nathan. So Nathan sold it on Discogs. If you if you buy something from Discogs, you're kind of dumb. Um, for that amount of money. So somebody... Some dummy. We don't know who. That person shall probably want to be anonymous because if whether the story is true at all, yeah, if Metal Sucks got a hold of it, they would probably try to find who this guy is and interview him. They're like, "Why did you buy this?" Um, yeah, anyone would want to know. I would want to know. Why did you? Why would you? Like, what kind of record? You know, I mean, Honestly, it's not even a record. It's a I CD. wouldn't even be surprised if it sold for more than fifteen hundred. Yeah, there's a lot of dumbasses out there. Are, there. Like it's especially because that movie it was the right time to sell it. Yeah, you know, so. That movie he's probably kind of, giving Varg ideas. Yeah, he's it's like, like hmm, I could just I make could money sell this all way. Of my stuff. I wonder if Varg still has that club he's pictured with on that picture, that stupid picture of his. He's got like this spike club. I wonder, maybe he could sell that. Like someone would buy that. They'd be like, yeah, um, I would buy that. You know, 
Some people like worship this guy. I don't know why. He's just not worth really anyone's time. So on to more black metal news. More black metal news. These guys are from Sweden. Um, they're not proper. They're not true black metal. Um, Singapore in Singapore. So obviously, Singapore is a very religiously fundamental country. You don't think true black metal can come from Sweden? Nope. Not according to the movies we what saw. What about Bathory? Uh, Bathory is from Sweden. Well, yeah, they were an inspiration. To I don't think those. You don't true... think they can? As black no, it wasn't metal? black metal. No, that wasn't yet black metal. But they Bathory like definitely wasn't they were essential. Yeah, absolutely. As Venom was, you know, they were you know. All these is Venom not black metal? No, no, that wasn't black metal. They were they were like started as really new wave British heavy metal, kind of went into thrash. Um, but they are of course the ultimate inspiration to. All I mean, of, they're not Norwegian black metal. No, they're from Greenland, which you could call its own. Yeah, genre, and that's what these all these 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 knuckleheads from from Norway. But they were do like, you have to be true black metal. Norwegian black I think metal so. to be true black. I metal. I think according to these guys, that started this genre. All right. They're like moving on. Yeah, they're like true black metal is from Norway, you know. They would make fun of the Swedish guys all the time. So, but there's a lot of new black metal, you know, modern day black metal out today. So just Gorgoroth and Whitein and that stupid band from Poland that I hate. Um, so they wanted to play in Singapore, uh, March seventh. It was canceled following concerns raised by the Ministry of Home Affairs. That sounds like some sort of Orwellian stuff there, and they had. Originally been approved to play with heavy restrictions, uh, such as no attendees under age of 18, which is kind of normal, uh, limited attendance capacity of 200 or so. That's uh, So only 200 people could come. How do they enforce that? Like, probably have people with guns outside the thing. Removal of songs which can, which are religiously affected. That's like, well, I think that's all of their songs. So I'm not just, an authority on Wattain, but yeah, I imagine I think from their stage show, I think that's all their song. They have, they have. A, we were watching them, and they have. Well, this, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So, use um reference of religion or use of religious symbols. That's pretty much the whole show, and they forbade Wattain from performing ritualistic acts on stage, which they do. They have a scene where they, it's really cheesy. They like they have an altar, or whatever, in front of the drums. It's like like he has to turn around and it's, show his butt to you. And then he, like, goes and does something to this They, like, light these... Thing. You know, I don't know what he's doing. Upside-down crosses yeah. and reveal edgy. this altar. So edgy. And they're, like, saluting something. They're saluting, like, like... this fake metal salute. Yeah, I thought you guys were... Up. If you're black metal or whatever, like, shouldn't you be worshipping, like, Odin? Anyway, that was basically the entire, you know, it show. Silly. Like, I couldn't... Silly. I don't even know if the music was good or bad because it was just so distracting, yeah, all, like, the fires on stage. Yeah, that's what they do now. That's what um, Bohemoth does and that's what Gorgoroth does. Like, Gorgoroth had this thing where they're playing with these severed pig heads, like, for real. And it was like, okay, whatever. You're so edgy. You know? These guys. It's, it's you're, you're. I think we're going to have to talk about all that in the Europass episode. These guys are all... They all want the Europass. I don't know if they're all getting it, but they all want it. I think Watane got it. Yeah, they get a Europass? guys are silly no one would do that in america because it's not like we're like a scared to it's like we kind of know better you know that's not how we do it here okay man maybe in canada i don't know so um a change.org petition to ban all satanic music from singapore was responsible for canceling this show so the, the people it was i don't think it was the government it was the people of Singapore. Well, apparently if you start a change.org petition in Singapore, the government will respond. Yeah, I don't think that happens here. Because like, the government did ban them. It wasn't like the private private uh, venue making right, it. It was the government, government law that said them. you cannot play here. And this is not, Singapore is not the only country. Obviously, Singapore, I think, is a very Muslim country. So you might expect that kind of thing. But there's other countries that are Christian countries, like Russia. Uh, I know Russia had a, there was a major issue there 
and I'm pretty sure the government was giving art. It was a tour with um, Nile and um, that that friggin' black metal band from Switzerland. I don't know. They're they're like fucking these guys. Same shit. I forget I, their name escapes me right now. But they were in an airport basically, and they were basically being attacked by um, the Russian Eastern Orthodox Church. Like they were like attacking them, spitting on them and stuff. So, like, they had to leave Russia because, like, they were just getting so much shit for bringing that show to Russia. So, everyone's just an asshole, you know? Like, who cares? It's just music. Don't worry about it. Like, who, what, like, no one's going to get hurt. Even, it's just a bunch of cheesy guys from Switzerland, got, from Sweden, from Norway, just from Poland, you know, just thinking they're bad. It's just, it's not going to harm your kids, okay? Your kids aren't going to... We, in America, we went over that already. We we got through that already. We settled that in the 80s and 90s, okay? We realized it was bullshit, and we're okay now, mostly. I mean, you know, there's still some stuff, but I think we're mostly okay, you know, with, with that. Like, I think the rest of the world is just discovering the satanic panic. They're like, oh my God, Satan! And we're like, no, it's fine. No, it's, it's fine. Trust me, we've... I mean, this kind of thing definitely gives them some power. Like, we look at, like, their little ritual they did. Yeah. And we're like, that's funny. Like, that's cute. Like, what are you guys doing? But there's a lot of people that are like, oh, shit. Yeah, maybe, like, like, you know. This is some real evil. Yeah. Some real evil happening, like that other band we were talking about. Yeah, to places where, like, they really like Manowar. Like, Like that. those are the kind of places where, like, people are going to be like, wow. So, in in a way, maybe it's nice for the black metal bands if they're still getting banned from places. Yeah, that's what they want, right? It gives them, you know, because that's not going to happen here. Well, no, I mean, the vocalist had a response, and he was not happy. Okay, so vocalist Eric Danielson, Eric Danielson, that's Eric with a K, as if our supporters in Singapore were incapable of deciding for themselves what makes them strong or what gives them encouragement to go on living their lives in freedom. To say we advocate self-destruction and suicide is like saying that the gospel of Jesus encourages people to crucify themselves. <laughs> I like that he Maybe got he some does. blasphemous stuff in yes, his uh, he, response. He got some blasphemous things and he just wanted to piss you off some more. So, whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, leave leave them alone. Come on, just let them be silly. They're just being silly. You think they go home and they do that? I, I don't think they do. They probably just have beer and hot dogs, watch the game when they get home. You know, they have families and stuff. You know. What do you think like Tobias Forge does? Like you think he like he goes he has twins, okay? He just goes home. It's an act he has to put on, okay? And you have to put on you have to keep Well, these guys are, you know, a lot more extreme than Yeah, on their show. But, you know, they're a lot more brutal with their imagery, you know. But you know, it's not for teenage girls, I guess, but whatever, you know, it's uh you know, it's all the same shit. Yeah. So anyway, with that, you 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 know that whole story. So in new band news, uh, supergroup news, actually. There's always a supergroup somewhere, right? Uh, Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, and Melvin supergroup is in the works. Yes, if you like that, if you like those three bits, Pearl Jam. You know, what really g- gets me there is Pearl Jam. Only Melvin's got this on the podcast. This is a very Seattle thing. <laughs> only the Melvin's mentioned. Yeah, the rest of the bands didn't talk about this. Um, well, that's, yeah. we're only talking about this because Melvin's. Because Melvin's came up, right? Because yes. you know, Foo Fighters and Pearl Jam. Did, no. Pearl Jam has like a weird cult that follows them. Like, they're not like... Like, they're really popular, but they're really popular, like, under these covers. You know, there's, like, this whole... It's like you lift up a rock and there's all these ants. And all these ants are at the Pearl Jam concert. It's like, whoa, all these people like Pearl Jam? That's what Pearl Jam's like. I think Eddie Vedder is my least favorite yarler. He's a... Yeah, he's a... He's a gummy spooky. It's the worst. Burst day. Anyway, he's not in no, the No, he's band. not in it. He's they not. don't want him yarling there. They don't want him going... Burr, burr, burr. So... 
uh, drummer Matt Cameron of Pearl Jam and Sound. Was that the guy from Soundgarden? Is he the new drummer for Pearl? It I don't matter. know. It doesn't matter. I don't know anything about them. No. Has launched uh, a project with Taylor Hawkins. He's that guy from the Foo Fighters, you know, that surfer-looking dude. And with Melvin's Buzz Osborne. And, um, you know, they're, they're releasing some stuff, so check it out if you want that and sound. The only backup they had was there were two YouTube videos that were four seconds long four each. Four seconds. Th- well, thank one you. One of Buzz playing and one of some guy going, Ugh. They just want, they like, want to tease you. Yeah, it was like, like, like... It's four seconds. What is it? Uh, that's I don't, it. That's all the news. I don't know that. if Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, and Melvin's fans are compatible in any way. Maybe Foo Fighters a little bit with Pearl Jam, but like I said, Pearl Jam has this weird cult. Well, Foo Fighters and Pearl Jam, definitely. Maybe, but what about those really culty Pearl Jam people? They might not like the Foo Fighters. Have you ever met? I've never met anybody like that. Uh, I don't know. But they're not. I don't know if they're like the Melvins, though, in the same breath, you know? You're probably not going to like the Melvins, right? I don't think they are. Maybe there's some, like, cross-breeding between Foo Fighters and Melvins from, like, yeah. Foo Fighters Nirvana fans. Yeah, because... if they're deep into grunge, they might be like, well, yeah. the Melvins will go back to that. And, you know, if you're um, deep into grunge, you might like Pearl Jam. Yeah, too. if you're, like, really snobby. You know, well, if you're like, oh, the Melvin, you know, uh, Buzz Osborne was very good friends with Kurt Cobain. He knows a lot about Kurt Cobain, and he thinks Courtney Love is a murderer, which is very possible. Oh, he does. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's big into that conspiracy. He hates her. Yeah, and you know, and I, I mean, and they it, all hate her. Yeah, they don't but, necessarily think that she murdered but him. But Buzz has like some shit to say about it. You know, he's very suspicious. If he says it, I believe it. So, you know, you're gonna believe Courtney Love. Did you see that documentary? Come on, she did it. She did it. Um, okay. And more true crime. And more true crime. You know, back to true crime. We're getting some good um, segues. Yes, yes, that that was called a segue, people. Um, that's what they do on podcasts. True crime, uh, potentially suspicious death of all that remains, a guitarist, uh, Ali Herbert. You heard about this a few months ago. Ali Herbert mysteriously passed away. His body was found in a pond near his home in Stafford Springs, Connecticut, on October 16th. And uh, after his wife, Beth, reported him missing, uh, roughly a month later, Beth posted on the guitarist's Facebook page that to reveal his cause of death. And basically, she wrote that, um, indeed, it is... This is really to- weird. Toxicology uh, reported that the official cause of her husband's death was apparently self-treating um, for manic depression drugs. So he OD'd. On, on some sort of antidepressants, I guess, which, you know, you know. Whether it was accidental or not, he OD'd. But this message is very strange because she's like, and indeed it is a good morning. Let me tell you how he died. And he's like, she's oh, got like yes. an exclamation point she's in there. Like, they fell for it. Yes. I don't know. That's weird. But why would you write that? I don't know. You're on record saying that? I don't know. But it will continue. Um, at the same time, uh, Beth had also canceled public memorial, citing concerns for his safety. Why? Why would you? I don't understand. Um, the will names that he has a will, which was and written. Um, it was changed. Changed. You know, very recently before he died. A week before he this died. Is a conspiracy. Apparently. Yes, which is weird. You know, that's suspicious, but maybe it's con- coincidence. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Um, but uh, the will names Beth, uh, full name Elizabeth Herbert. As the executor of and the sole benefactor, stating that she should get all of the property, all of his guitars, as well as any current future earnings, which I don't really know if that's really going to be a huge thing, but never, nevertheless. I think All That Remains is popular. I guess they're one of those bands. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's uh, liquid metal. I don't metal. think I've ever listened to that. That's liquid metal music. That's, that's, I think uh, they are popular, though. That's Jose Mengen music. I don't really know. Um, it also mandates that Ali's sister, Cynthia Herbert, will not receive anything. What, did, did you not like your sister? What's with that? His sister. His sister. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, would I give anything to my brother, though? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know if I would. <laughs> you know. 
just I don't know. Like, I don't know. If but I'm would like, you put that in the will? Mark gets nothing. No, 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 no. It just would be <laughs> nothing for Mark. You just wouldn't be in it, you know. Um, so uh, another recent revelation was that the couple's house had recently gone into foreclosure after Ali appeared. Now, did he have a life insurance policy? That's the question. Uh-oh. Something is weird in the state of Connecticut. And uh, just a few days ago, Beth posted a message warning people not to trespass on the property, stating, I shall make this post today because something very disturbing happened yesterday. A group of four men trespassed onto my property to go poking around where Ali's body was taken out of the pond. And police were called and the report was filed. So, I don't know. What's going on here? Something's going on. We'll keep you posted. We'll be following this uh, breaking story <laughs> on Here Lies Metal News. Um, so, next, um, this is kind of... Uh, Nikki Six is um, running his mouth again. I no, Oh, so it was Nikki Six. I thought it was Tommy Lee that said this. That's why I was, like, doing it before when you were rehearsing this. I was doing, like, the douchebag voice because Tommy... Well, I guess Nikki Six kind of is that, too. But Tommy Lee's kind of, like, a real, like, ugh... You know, he's like a real one. I thought it was, I thought Tommy Lee did. No, it was Nikki Six, I guess, huh? No, Nikki Six has been, I think, really enjoying all the attention yeah. that the crew's been getting lately because well, it keeps on popping up. Well, they're, 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 well, yeah, he's trying some... to do that because they're coming out with a movie on Netflix, which I'd like to see. We'll watch it. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming out um this month, I believe. So, yeah, I'd like to see the dirt on Motley Crew. They had a good time. They had a good run, right? You know, I like, I like Motley Crew. I, I, love, I like their first album. It's really good. It's really. They, I think they started that hair metal thing. Like, they were the first guys to really get into that. But anyway. Um, dubious honor. A dubious honor. Um, as people um, paying attention to Motley Crue, with Netflix biopic coming out, as we mentioned, uh, Nikki Six decided he wants to start some shit. So last week, Nikki Six accused Kiss, Kiss, of stealing their stage production of that Motley Crue used in their final show back in 2015. Uh, I don't know what really Kiss is doing in their thing, but, um... It's like a big metal arm that arm. moves, and, like, Gene Simmons was, you know, playing on it. Um, mm-hmm. Kiss has always had, like, a... What Kiss, I know, used to do with Gene Simmons, they used to lift him up on ropes, and he would fly during, um... He's old now. Yeah, he's too fat for that, so the thing can't lift him. Uh, so but, now he's got an arm that moves Oh, so around. it's like a hydraulic arm in it? Yes. Okay, so apparently Motley Crue... Guys, I don't think a stage show is really something you could be like, well, that's ours. You can't do that. That's our idea. Like, you know, a lot, like what? Like, if they have fire on their stage, if they cop, like, you know, I don't know. Like, and you guys obviously were all about. Let's just see what he said. Your stage show. So, okay. So the crew base has posted uh, a composite image showing, uh, we showed like a two, like side by side image, showing him being carried above the crowd on a crane and one of Kiss Bases, Gene Simmons, doing something similar. He added, wow. Our body wasn't even cold before they took the exact same finale from our tour. Might not matter to Kiss fans, but it does to Crew fans, bro. You're right, it doesn't matter to Kiss fans. Yeah, it does, they're not, you know. Kiss! Um, so, uh, later he went on, and uh, whatever they did really bothered me and my bandmates. It was, we built these giant arms that fitted the venue ceilings and had lights on them. We developed these things. It was a lot of work, cost a lot of money. And we'd use the lights, then at the end of each set, these arms would come down to the ceiling, and, and me and Vince Neil would jump onto them, and would take us out over the arena. That was our grand finale. But we saw a video of Kiss, they were using our arms. It's exactly our shit, our shtick. Uh, and this is just uncool, bro. 
I think it's uncool that the company makes the same thing them again. So it's the same arms. It was actually the same. I don't know equipment. Maybe it was. I don't know. It's allegations. Hey, it's all business, man. It's all business. Did Nikki Six even go with the kiss? Did show? you go? Did you see or it on the video? Did you see a picture? I think he just saw a picture. He didn't go. Um, but you know, he saw he saw a video of the kiss, and they were using your arms. They look, you know, look exactly like them. So kiss ads, the sticks ads, Nikki Six ads uh, it just bothers me and. You know, last tour is something people uh, have posters on their walls. It's now being repeated by Kiss. So, sure, we use all the pyro and stuff, but this has reinvented an idea. And it was our idea. So, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't really know what to say about that, you know, of Kiss. He's just starting some shit. You just, yeah, you just want some intent. I mean, you know, Kiss stealing from people, you know, maybe. You know, they're not, you know, Gene Simmons is not known as a scrupulous person. Uh, you know, you know, if they were stealing from you. And, and you know, Gene Simmons is like, yeah, I, to- I totally... Took this from now. I gotta do my my Gene Simmons voice. Now it's more like this. That's that good. that bastard Nikki Six think he owns this. I paid fair and square money for his used props, and I'm going to use them. They're going to lift my fat ass above the crowd <laughs> because the wires can't lift me anymore because I'm too fat. So I need these hydraulic arms to lift me above the crowd. Okay, you fucking goy. So uh yeah. Uh, you know that's that's uh, that's rock and roll, man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. what. How is is it affecting you guys in any way? I mean, you know, let kiss it's getting them press. Yeah, it's just you guys. I know what you guys are doing. It's fine. I will watch your movie, guys. We'll watch you know. it. Don't worry. You guys had a great time. You guys had a great. You guys had a lot of fun. No one had more fun. No one died as many times as you guys. You guys are really impressive. You know, for for people that talk shit about Molly Crew, um, it's a really impressive band. I, you know. It, it's heavy. Like, your first album, it's fucking heavy. Like, that that drop D guitar of Mike Mars. Mike Mars, Mick Mars, Mike Mars, he is one of the most underrated guitarists ever. No one gives him any credit. Uh, really good guitar player. So, uh, I just don't like Vince Neil because he killed the person and just totally got away with it. So, I'll never like him. But, you know, as for the rest of Motley Crue, hey, you know, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good for a bunch of bros. So, let's move on. Uh, UFO vocalist quits after 50 years. 50 years. That's amazing. That is a half of a century of amazing rock and roll. Though, uh, I don't know who's really left in this band anymore. Uh, Phil Mogg has been in the band since the beginning. And uh, it's like the late 60s, I would say. And um, they're going to do a tour um, towards the end of this year. Well, I mean, the tour is on right now. No, um, no. It hasn't started yet. Okay, but I see this. But uh, do we know do, But do we know if Michael Schenker's coming back or... You know, like, who's in this band? I don't know. Is, I want to um, go, though. Is Pete Way in the band? Uh, you know, like, they, the, you know, they, it would be cool to see it, but if it's just Phil Mogg, it's like, what about Michael? It's all about Michael Shanker. It's all about the Shankers, you know? You know, it's all, you know, I don't know. But I, I, I know I have, you know, my favorite UFO albums, that live album I did. Very good. Very One of the best live albums ever. I love it. It's great. So, UFO. Do you want to go? Uh, I kind of do. I want to find out more about it. Though. They're going to be on Staten Island on Halloween. Great, Staten Island. How 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 exciting. If you live in Staten Island, don't. That's all I got to say. Um uh, oh, back in uh, very breaking Manowar news. Uh Manowar former Manowar other former Manowar guitarist David Shankle, he was the guy on the Triumph of Steel album, The Shredder. The that was guy. the only album, right? Yeah, he was in the, he was, that was the only album he was on. It was nice. I never liked him. Um, he's from Chicago. Uh, hopes that the child porn charges against Carl Logan are not true. I hope they're not true, bro. Um, 
an interview with France, France's Duke TV. I guess only Europe cares to interview Manowar. I think that, well, that's obviously true. No one in America knows Manowar is even around still. Um, so here's um, David Schenkel. Uh, he's from Chicago. Chicago accent. Here we go. Unfortunately, it's a sad thing. When I find out about that, that Carl was arrested with some sort of BS about child pornography, because my child pornography collection's way bigger than his. You know, nobody knows about it, though. I didn't get caught, you know. It's only wrong if you get caught, you know. I hope that for Carl's sake, that him and his family, that he'll come out of this thing st standing strong. And if there's any truth about any of it, he'll get the help he needs because he's a great guitar player. <laughs> And uh, and uh, you want that? Uh, you want that? I uh, he uh, always uh, was a nice guy to me, and uh, this was still a shock. Uh, you want that? I so man of war. Uh, you want that? I uh, play guitar for you again? Uh, maybe you know he you got that. He did go on to talk about that. Yeah, he's like, like oh, he so says like people come up to me and they're like, oh, you or Ross should be back in the band. Like nah, people are putting him up you. with Ross. Not you and Ross. You, you don't <laughs> with Ross Ross says like he's as important. Hey, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I he was in was one like, album. Yeah, me and Ross both have our legacies with me. Yeah, you got, I got, I got one album there. I got played really fast. You know, no I played a guitar. No you, David Schenkel. Nobody's calling me. You know, I play, you know how fast I play that guitar? Did you ever see how fast I play those notes? I could play 64 anyway. notes. You want that I play some... This uh, is a really good example of, like, what not to say yeah. when someone you know yeah, you gets arrested um, for child porn. Yeah, you kind of just... Yeah, here's what you do, David Janko. You stay out of it. You stay you the fuck out of it. You don't say something like, I hope he gets the help he needs because he's a great guitar you know, player. He's, you know, because he's a great... You know, never mind the child he porn stuff. He was always stuff. a nice guy to you me. You know, any guy that's a good guitar player, that 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 defeats child porn any time. You know that, you know? I wonder if David Janko <laughs> really talks like that. Yeah. From Chicago. What is, why is he being interviewed? What is he doing? Yeah, who 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 knows you exist, man? I'm sorry I have to make fun for all you Man of War fans. I'm sorry I have to make fun of them so much, but they're just asking. They're just asking. They're like, please make fun of me. Because they just keep doing stupid things, right? Like, they're not coming back. They're in Russia or something. Why are you in Russia? Because people love them in Russia. All, you know. They keep on, like, talking about their sold-out shows over there. I haven't seen one. Show me. Show me. Show well, me the money. On the Man of War Twitter, which I follow... Yeah, you know they they t they give updates on the road and their and their shows sell out uh, in Yekaterinburg, Russia. Or but something. no one's allowed to film them or anything, so there's no evidence. They just got back from Israel. Israel, imagine that. that oh, was very good. Oh, so you guys. Oh wait, wait. So you guys weren't um uh influenced by Roger Waters not to play Israel. Oh, you guys, oh, wait, you mean to tell me you guys aren't all for Roger Waters' uh, um, uh, Freedom for Palestine thing? You guys aren't into that? Get the fuck out of here. You're kidding me. I thought you guys were totally into that. You guys going to, uh, you know, Man of War is not a fan of, they're like. Anyway, Man of War, America does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not coming. Uh, uh, Man of War does not exist in America, so. No one, no one knows. Like they're, in, they went to this black hole over there across the Atlantic, and no one knows if they'll ever come out. I don't know if they'll come out. Like maybe, but you know, you figure that. they all live there now. I think they do. They don't, they don't come back here. You know, you think if they're gonna have a final show, they should have it in New York City. No, like you know, I wish Lemores was still around. That's where they'd have to end it, Lemores. But Lemores is long gone. Anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of Man of War, Nickelback. <laughs> that's funny. that's not a good segue. People don't use that. Nickelback news. Um, Imagine Dragons, as they've been in the metal news. Well, to um, recap, yeah. the uh, Corey Taylor what thought yeah, about he Nickelback said, yeah. said that Imagine Dragons has supplanted Nickelback as the yeah. scapegoat He's of like, well, 
He's like, we're not going to make fun of Nickelback anymore. We're going to make fun of Imagine Dragons. And that was just, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back for the poor Imagine Dragons singer. Yeah, he was like, that's it. making fun of me. With a statement. Yeah, he's like, for a decade now, I've dealt with critics and other bands saying extremely harsh things about my band. Maybe you shouldn't suck then. Stop sucking. No, you can't stop Why do you think everyone dogpiles on you? Because you're terrible. You're like the worst shit anyone's ever heard. Okay? Now... What I would call fair criticism, which I always try to my best to receive and learn from, an actual clickbait horseshit. Words filled with vile and hate, hatred, meant to feed humanity's need to laugh at each other's other imperfections and fails. But you have a lot of them, man. All right, I just want to be fair. I've stood silently and taken it for years has added to the depression I've dealt with since my youth. I don't say this in search of sympathy, but just as a fact. Corey Taylor, how are you going to deal with all this guilt? Look what you're doing Corey, to this look at poor your, guy. You're, you're making him crazy, Corey. What's wrong with you, man? What did Corey Taylor say? Corey hurt someone's feelings today. That's what Corey Taylor did. It's not... It's not the person that causes me the feelings of stress and depression, but what it does to the world we as a band have created. How how it could possibly make a kid feel not cool to listening. <laughs> I okay, I don't think anyone that listens to Imagine Dragons doesn't like they're they don't even know this is happening, I don't think. I don't think they're in on the rate Corey Taylor is on their radar. I think People that listen to Imagine Dragons they are probably like 17 and they listen to like our our radio or something. If they saw a picture of Slipknot, they'd be like, you. They'd be like, oh my God, those guys look so gross. Oh my, you know, and then Slipknot is, you know, Edge Lord, you know, Supreme, you know, we're so edgy. But, you know, to like you 17 year olds that listen to Imagine Dragons, they probably are really. They'd be like, oh my God, why did they look the, you know, by the way, uh, Slipknot is going on tour with Metallica, if that offends you. Um, But (laughs) it shouldn't really. Um, So, where did I go here? So we don't need. To I hate. This quote. Yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> but but he's just whining, you know. So a lot of people have made fun of him. He's just sad. But, okay. But a lot of people are making fun of him, like bands like the nineteen. And these are like shitty bands too. The nineteen seventy five. Foster the people made fun of you. Like when Foster the people says you suck, you really gotta <laughs> like because they're terrible. Like I hate them, and like they're making fun they of you. They can write a catchy song at least. Uh, yeah, imagine that you guys make don't me even cringe like imagine. Yeah, you guys are just you guys are like TV commercial music. I don't know, like what they they're on like a TV commercials, right? Imagine Apparently, Dragons. Gary Holt made fun of them too. Yeah, oh Gary Holt went crazy on these guys. He he called them monkey balls. He said you guys <laughs> suck like monkey balls, monkey balls. So uh, so I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, how about like maybe you stop with music. You know, may, I don't think you can make like a different kind of music. I don't think that's that's it really in your skill set. So I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, if so many people think you're terrible, like you are the new Nickelback. Like that's, I hate to call Corey Taylor right because I find him pretty annoying most of the time. I mean, he's kind of the Nickelback of <laughs> he's kind of a Nickelback guess, in his own way. I feel like they're not Nickelback because I the, a lot of the criticism Nickelback is said with love. Mm. You know. Yeah, he's probably friends with. There's them. no love for Imagine Dragons. No, no one loves you. Make fun um, of them. Gary Holt wants you, he compares you to monkey balls, and even the Foster the People thinks you're silly. Um, Grilly Corgan thinks you're silly. So, you know, a bunch of guys with Time stupid to masks. Hang it up. 
yeah, just you guys are probably doing well. I mean, I imagine you guys are probably selling a lot of albums to like seventeen-year-old kids that listen to iHeartRadio. Like, that's like a whole other world to me. A, a, a few weeks ago, someone at my job was, you know, we're all kind of trading music, and they went on to the um the the uh, satellite radio channel. I guess there's that channel that plays like the worst music ever. Uh, you know, <laughs> is that whatever, how they market whatever, it? Yeah, whatever channel that is. There's I don't know what that Welcome channel's to called. The worst music. Yeah, the ever worst channel. music ever. I don't know what channel that is, but it's one of them. And she was just, she's like, oh, she's young. She's only like 28. So she's like, you know, she's like, this is like her music. And I'm like, and it was like, you know, imagine, it was like all of that stuff. You know, Foster the People. And it was like stuff that just people that are on another planet from me listen to. Like, I, I have no idea what that stuff is. Like, it, I was like, wow, I'm a very old person, but but it's fine. I don't even feel inadequate. Because if that's what you're listening to, like, old people are pretty damn cool. You know, I was not... You know, I was like, wow, that I, I don't even know what that's what that is. And I don't want to know what that is. Any of that crap. And that's where, you know, Imagine Dragons falls. So keep making fun of Imagine Dragons. Yeah, it's fine. Because it's working. I, I'm sorry. I hope it doesn't oh, lead it you makes to me feel kind of bad. Well, listen, the guy from Imagine Dragons. What you what do you call it? Doesn't matter. Um, I didn't put his name. No, you don't know his there. name. It doesn't matter. He looks he's from Las Vegas. He, he's probably a Mormon, but maybe he isn't. I don't know. Uh, he's not a Mormon. He's not a I Mormon. looked it up because he okay. asked. He should be. Um, uh, you know, I hope you don't, like, hurt yourself or something. You don't end up killing... No, you won't because you're making money, dude. Why would you... You know, like... He's fine. Listen, don't worry about him. If you feel lonely, talk to Johnny Rotten, okay? Segway. <laughs> well, bam. Gotcha. Um, Johnny, he's going to take it back. He's Johnny, Rodden, take it back. Johnny Rotten will probably urge you to kill yourself, not actually. Not you. Anyone but you. <laughs> cool people. He'll be like, cool no, actually... Only. He'll be like, actually, you fucking kill yourself. You know, so, yeah, I don't know. So, anyway. speaking of Nickelback, uh, Nickelback has made it all the way to the hollowed halls of our government. So, U.S. Congressman makes fun of Nickelback during a debate. So, during um, a voting rights debate uh, for a bill, Republican and Democratic congressmen got into it over Nickelback on the floor. And see, Nickelback, look what you've done. You guys are very powerful. You're affecting the policy of our nation, Nickel, and you're from Canada, you goddamn invaders. Uh, in nothing, uh, in noting the lack of popularity of a particular provision in this bill, uh, Democrat Mark Pocan claimed that's probably about a percent of people who think Nickelback is their favorite band in this country. It's pretty low. I don't know if that's true. I think a lot of people actually like Nickelback. If you go to the Midwest, like their favorite band. Yeah, I think. Um, in the, in the American, and it's probably more the Canadian Midwest, like in Alberta and stuff. People probably like really like Nickelback, you know. But I don't know these people. They're from another planet. But anyway, continuing. Republic, the Republican side of the debate uh, stated uh, uh, by Rodney Davis. Uh, he didn't take this comment lying down. He said, why would you criticize one of the greatest bands of the 90s, bro? And went on to add, and yes, I actually do have a Nickelback song on my running playlist, and I listen to it on a regular basis. And I was ridiculed for that when I posted my playlist one time, and 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 I know some in this chamber, even at the at the uh, the, the dais, the dais, are still laughing about that. So other guys make fun of you for Nickelback. Yeah, people will probably make fun of you in Nickelback for most circles. In most circles, you know. Uh, but you have it on your running playlist. Like, what? I want to know what song makes you want to run. I don't know. I, maybe I should listen. I tried listening to Nickelback. I was like, all right, let me. I'm, just, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk. I'm gonna listen to these guys. And I was listening to. Them. I was like, this is just the worst shit I ever heard. Like, this music just says nothing. 
you know, it had just like the most generic album cover. It had like a I car agree. It on says it. nothing. I don't. I do not it think nothing. it's the worst shit. No, it I've just ever didn't heard. say anything. It was like the musical version of Battlefield Earth. It's like it's really hard to understand someone who listens to it and is like, I'm really connecting to yeah, this. Yeah, because it's not saying anything. Like, yeah, it's like the like, the what depth does it do of, for a, you? of a puddle. It's got no feel. It's not going to give you any feels like certain songs. It just it just yeah. goes through you. It's just yeah. there. Like, it's just so generic. Like, on their album cover, it shows, like, a car, like, a convertible anyway. car, just, like, speeding. It's like, you know, it's like, ugh, like, the album I like cover. Cars. It's But it was just, like, a, it was almost like a stock art. Almost like they took stock art. You're like, that's our album cover. Anyway, I looked up these, uh, Paul, these uh, congressmen. Yeah. I wanted to see how who, old they who were. Are these people? That they're, like, making a Nickelback joke. Yeah. And this guy is posting his running playlist, like, on Twitter or yeah. whatever. And, like, they're, like, just a couple Gen Xers. And this is what. So they were, like, younger in the 90s when Nickelback came out. They were probably into it. You know, like that guy was like probably the, into to it. them. This Nickelback is like a young was a young hip. Well, yeah. maybe for the Republican band, they were Republican guys. A young these hip guys, band. you know, he probably likes post grunge music in the nineties. Probably, yeah, this is really good, but it's not too edgy, you know. Post grunge, that was like the worst era of music ever. Post grunge, Nickelback's anyway, post grunge. Nickelback has risen to the highest yeah. level of discourse. Mm-hmm. They it's are affecting our nation's policy. A cultural force. Yep. Yeah. Soon Trump will be talking it about... must be respected on a certain level. I wonder if Trump would like Nickelback. I don't know if he would. He'd probably like, what is this? These guys are from Canada. He's like, oh, that sounds fine. He's like, yeah, this is okay, I guess. Yeah, this kind of rocks out, right? Yeah. Trump doesn't know. He's not a music guy, is he? No. He'd be like, do they like me? They're like, do they like me? They're but from Canada. Oh, no, they probably like that Trudeau guy. No, no, bad news. Losers. The guy's a loser. Uh, so anyway... We should have put this in the black metal section. Yeah, it should have been in the black metal section. But anyway. Oh, well. Former members of Alagach. Alagach. Agalach? No, that's a G there. Yeah, I'm I'm being dyslexic about this word. Agalach condemned John Haugum. Haugum. John Haugum. That's spelled H-A-U-G-H-M. You tell me how that's pronounced. Haugum? We're going to say John Haugum? Just like that. We're not going to say John Haugum. We're going to say John Haugum? So John Holm over stop. John Holm over anti-Semitic comment. Uh, Pelorian guitarist and drummer quit the band over this. So John Holm, uh, vocalist and guitarist for Portland, they're hipsters, black metal band Agalach, uh, currently in and currently in some band called Pelorian, has been caught being amazing on the internet. Watch this. So. Rip Bruno Gans. Who's Bruno Gans? He is the actor in Downfall. Down. Oh, oh, right. That movie with the, he played with the Hitler. Hitler. Oh, so the guy that played the Hitler, the guy that played a very uh, angry, shouting Hitler. There's that scene people use as a meme on the internet where he's in the meeting room and they'll change the translation. Like, say, like, you know. So he's were, raging about something. Something, yeah. He's raging about something like, oh, you know, that team is the best team, you know. So, yeah, so, you know, they have Hitler. In the movie, the, he's raging about losing the war. Losing the war. And he's yelling at his generals. You know, he's like, yeah. and, and he goes, Steiner, Steiner, Steiner. And he's like, Steiner. You know, that's how it begins. And he just goes in the shouting, you know, tirade. It's funny. It's really funny. Hitler, seeing Hitler with his little mustache shouting is just funny. You know? So uh, his portrayal of, uh, so Bruno Gans and his portrayal of Adolf Hitler during the downfall was incredible and unfortunately parodied. Yes, it was parody. I was just saying that before. Not you unfortunately parodied. It's it hilarious. It's a great effect. Parody. You, were, you were offended by that man. You were seriously offended by that. Where are you from, dude? Although, I did expect that uh, some Joker would have made a Hitler reacts to. 
<laughs> Someone probably did. We're going to find that. And uh, I'll admit that uh, the one about Morbid Angel was pretty funny. The one about, you know, Morbid Angel was pretty funny, man. You know, but it wasn't funny, though. So Hyam uh, went to uh, comment um, on his own post. On his own post. And uh, he, he uh, wasn't sure. So he got pretty, um, you know, people are, are, are complaining about that congresswoman um, saying apparent anti-Semitic things. Well, um, this guy just, you know. When you know this guy wasn't saying it, uh, you know, he wasn't hiding anything. He was just he was straight. And he did it. The funny thing is, he did it a couple of times. Like, and they, you know, he has like our edit history here of um. So he kind of did it, and he's like, no, that's not good. So, he was, so let's let's read them all. And, and um. So first comment. Yeah, first time he wrote it, he was like, "Glad to see that the Jew book hasn't deleted my post as I heard about the other Gans tributes." And he's like, "Oh no, that's not good. Erase that. No, no, no. Let's edit, edit. Okay, let's try it again." So, no, let's try this. This will, this will get more attention. Glad to see that the, the Juden book hasn't deleted my post as I've heard about the other Gans tributes. Oh, wait a minute. No, wait. Grammar Nazis. No, literal grammar Nazis. Wait a minute. I better change it. Glad to see the Juden, capitalized, Juden book hasn't deleted my post like I've heard about the other Gans tributes. Um, <laughs> this was Facebook. Sorry, this wasn't Twitter. Uh, so, please note that there is no uh, evidence that Facebook was purging the these tributes as the, you know why would they it's an actor they're talking about what an actor that played why would anyone <laughs> like yeah like why would that people may be I mean, saying it's a good actor not like a nazi movie yeah it's a movie about like bad <laughs> nazi yeah it's a movie about the downfall of like, not it's not like nazis don't flock to this movie yeah it wasn't like oh these poor nazis oh they fought so hard no it was about like this bad so, thing is coming to an end yeah i don't know in what fantasy land he thinks that Facebook yeah, would have any interest in tribute censoring. And maybe people were just saying, hey, that guy was a good actor, you know? He, you yeah, know? and this was probably the most famous thing he did. Yeah, so, so I never know who that guy was, but anyway. Al, uh, Al Agalach, what is, I wonder what an Agalach is, broke up in 2016, but former members were inspired to call him a tiny edgelord. You're a tiny edgelord. Tiny one. And to clarify that he had not spoken with them since the band's breakup, and they are not friends. So, um... I just love that, like John Hyam. I love whoever captured the edit history for us because yeah, it just you shows that? you that, you like, do that? he didn't like make a, a stupid comment and he was then like, like, sure. like he thought about this. He's a like, who knows? You know? <laughs> He's like, I, I got to make this good, and at no point did it occur to him that this would be a bad idea. <laughs> Can you see like the the edit history when I when I write the Here Lies Metal descriptions? Because I'll like make I'll make like typos. I, I don't know. I didn't even know you could look at it. Yeah, I don't know you can look at it, but I'll make a lot of typos when I write it. I'm like, oh shit, that's wrong. Like, or I didn't finish a word. You know, I do that because I just type real fast. My sausagey anyway. fingers miss all the keys. It's not like I don't know how to spell it. I just missed the key, you know. I don't know if his yeah. his current band, Polarian, is still existing, Polarian. but two members quit immediately. What's a Polarian? <laughs> what's an Agalach? What's an Agalach? And why is your name? I think he came out and apologized oh. eventually. I don't know. Apology accepted. John Hyam! You accept his apology? No, I'm kidding. Die. <laughs> You're retarded. Die, you dumb fuck. Go back to, what are you, what are you doing in Portland, hipster guys again, yeah, man? Yeah, I bet you there's like Nazi hipsters in Portland too, right? There's probably like Nazi hipsters, right? You think so? There's like, they're like, know. well, they're like alt-right guys, you know? Like, you think they're going there to fight the battle No, against... I mean, they probably still live there. And they'll probably, you know, come out when the Antifa guys come, they'll probably come out too and just, you know, cause some shit. You know, whatever. That's what they do there. Anyway, palate cleanser story. Palate cleanser. Uh, palate cleanser with Ozzy Os- Now for a palate cleanser with Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne partners with uh, Net Ent 
for a video slot machine. You know those video slot machines when you go to Las Vegas? They have like a, they have one for like, you know, whatever is popular. Well, Ozzy's getting, Ozzy is getting one and, um, and Guns N' Roses has one and Motorhead has one. So, you know, uh, uh, if you notice, casino slot machines are really, um, uh, sort of marketing towards younger people now. Or, well, not really younger people, yeah. but people like me no, that are getting older old. People. Yes, people like me that are getting old now. That's what they're catering to. You know, so, and people like me that are getting older into things like Ozzy and Motorhead and Guns N' Roses. So they're sort of catering to that. You know, you're finding a lot more, you know, slot machines with pop culture in them. So Ozzy's getting a slot machine. When we go to Vegas, we will report. I guess I'll find it. We'll I will find play it. Because that's what attracts me on a slot machine. I see something, like I saw a Star Trek one or a Star Wars. I'm like, whoa, I'm going to play that. And I lost all my money, of course. But nevertheless, you know, I'll probably play it, you know. And I know a lot of people out there would probably spend all, oh, like, like if, if John was out there, you know, you know, if the alchemist was out there, he would go and probably just put all of his money into this thing. And if he lost it all, he still wouldn't mind. He would think Ozzy's getting the money or something, you know. So, hero worship. Anyway, speaking of more heroes, Judas Priest's Rob Halford is working on his autobiography. That's right. Everything about Rob Halford by Rob Halford. Told by Rob Halford. It's been rattling around in my head forever, claims the singer. Just because... Uh, of the way I am just because uh, I'm the lyricist of the band why am I doing his accent <laughs> that's how he talks um, so um, a bit like my mate Bruce Dickinson and um, I think mine will end up like the Lord of the Ring really that's uh, um, okay uh, <laughs> between my early childhood adolescent years and place where I am now I think that I'll be talking about three heavy metal tomes so it's gonna be like oh, a trilogy uh, the Rob Halford trilogy, you have to make like very ornate leather bound covers then, you know. So, uh, it would be ideal for a Hollywood bio- bi- biopic um, similar to Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and Motley Cruz's. Dude, that'd be great. Imagine like a Rob Halford story. I'd be into that. I want it to be graphic. Very graphic, okay? You know, you don't, don't gloss it over. Keep okay. Reading. I think Judas Priest had a very interesting life, Halford said. Uh, we've certainly got some stories to tell, and we've certainly got a lot of incidents on the road, and that's for sure. Sure, I'd like to see this. And he adds, uh, pointing to the similarities between himself and whoa, whoa. Now, you know, now Freddie Mercury, he was um, you know, maybe if you saw that movie you would think Freddie Mercury was just, you know, just a regular gay guy, but no, he got into some shit, man. Like if you Knew some of his, they kind of glossed over that he was kind of a wild man, but he was like a wild guy, okay? Like, really? So maybe you were too, Rob Halford? Um, you know, I think we should all be subject to that. If you don't want to watch it, then don't watch it. If it's if it's frightening to you. If you can't handle it, you don't deserve yeah, it. Yeah, I'd like, you know, I would watch it, you know? And I'm not saying I'm into it, but I would, I think, as a fan of Rob Halford, you know, if you want to know Rob Halford, you got to see what he did in his leather, in his leather bars, okay? You, you got to witness it, okay? You know, you've got to live it with him. It's not for the faint of heart. He did it for metal. You know, he did it, you know, he he did it for you, okay? Whatever he did. You know, did you ever see the movie Cruisin'? I think it's, if it's like the movie Cruisin', then, you know, we're, you know. I have not seen that oh, you should, oh, it's weird. Okay, so, brief synopsis. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Al Pacino, who everyone thinks is a good actor, but he did a lot of, like, really shitty movies. So it's a movie about, he's, a, he's an undercover cop, and there's these, these murders happening in the gay community. So he goes undercover in the gay community. He becomes like, you know, goes to all leather bars and it's some really graphic scenes. Very, very graphic. It's a 70s movie. So it's, you know, very, that cinema verte. 
And uh, it's a good movie, I thought, you know. But there's some there's some notorious like lines of me and my friends will still say like we'll be like, "Hey, are you bashful?" Well, like that's from that movie, you know. Because I've never where, heard you say that. Or I've never said it to you, but like sometimes <laughs> like it was like Matt on like just posted it on Facebook the other day. Where he's like, "Hey, who's bashful?" And it just brought back a memory. I'm like, "Oh, that's so funny." Because it's from that movie where where I think um, Al Pacino goes to the room and he's like, "Hey, you're not bashful, are you?" And they kind of has this gay encounter, but you know he's kind of like becoming it for real. I don't know, but see the movie. It's very graphic. But I think, you know, I would hope, I think that's where Rob Halford lived. I think it was just like that. So, you know, that's uh, that's reality. So who would play Rob Halford? Uh, Al Halford's not sure. Uh, it, who could be this metal god? Um, and uh, he, has, he hasn't got a clue. Uh, he thought uh, uh, the guy that played Freddie Mercury, Rami Malek, won an Oscar, was, did a fantastic job for Freddie Mercury. I think he did. He had all the things going for him. But uh, who would play Rob Halford? So, uh, who you know, another actor who could, could get out, you know, leather whips and chains on? Who knows? But I think there's a lot of people that could do it, you know. They'd have to be, you know, obviously they have to start from a young age, I guess. So I don't know who might be eligible to play. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe, probably some, they'd probably pick somebody <laughs> I just new. hope this happens. Yeah, it'd be great. I would love to see this. But, you know, probably, uh, so they'd probably pick up, I figured they'd pick up someone young and unknown, maybe to, you know, start him fresh, you know. For, for Rob Halford. Uh, so anyway, speaking of Rob Halford, there's definitely a new Judas Priest album on the way. They're not stopping. Um, Full steam ahead. And, uh, you know, they're not done yet. So I hope it's good. You know, the last one was pretty good, you know. Because, you know, in, in the time Ju- you know, Rob Halford came back to Judas Priest, there was some crappy albums in there. You know, like that Norris Thomas piece of shit. That was kind of a concept album. You know, it's pretty terrible. But anyway, speaking of um, other people making albums, Phil Alsamo um, has a um, goth project now. I mean, he's been doing grindcore for the longest time with uh, the, the Illegals. Uh, but N minor, is it called? I think so. N minor. N minor, it's called. On minor. On minor? On, we'll call it on minor because N minor just doesn't that sound. That sounds like minor. Minor. It does sound, yeah. Minor. Minor. Uh, they've recorded um, one of the bleakest albums of his career. And, uh, but he's still not sure he'll release it. So he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I could release this. Uh, it's heart-wrenching shit. I don't know if the people should hear it. It's not heavy metal at all. We have a lead cello player. There's three guitars. And a piano player. And a keyboard player. Uh, some listed influence, such as Sisters of Mercy. That's awesome. The Cure and Nick Cave. I want to hear this thing. Well, guess what? They're um, debuting live at Psycho Fest. And guess who's going to Psycho Fest? We are! So we're going to tell you all about that. That's later we're this gonna year, We're going to catch though. this yeah. interesting, bleak as shit. I really want to see gonna... this. Like, if it sounds like those bands, like, I want to see this. Big time. I gotta say that when you say like it's so heart wrenching, I don't know if people so should hear it. It's like this better be pretty fucking good, you know. You know, <laughs> Phil's doing okay now. Maybe Phil's doing. He's opening his mind because I saw Phil at St. Vitus. I was right in front of him. He almost like kicked me in the face, and um, you know, he was okay. He lost a lot of weight. He's not on the alcohol anymore. He's doing good. So praise uh, Phil Alsama. I hope you make this. I hope you're opening your mind. I want to hear this, Phil. Don't be afraid. But I'm gonna hear it. I'm gonna get to hear it because we're going to Psycho Fest. And we're going to see you, Phil. So we look forward to it. 
Uh, finally, uh, also in the news, and this is kind of a recap of news, uh, Megadeth leader Dave Mustaine was looking back, reminiscing about the time he offered Dimebag uh, a chance to join Megadeth before the uh, Rust in Peace album, which would have been amazing. Uh, I don't know if it would have been as good as uh, Randy uh, as Marty Friedman, though. But uh, no, no, Marty Friedman was really <laughs> uh, Dimebag is a thing, but uh, Marty, you're not you don't you're not Marty, you know. Um, so, but according to Dave, it would have been pretty cool. Um, I actually called him up and asked him to play with Megadeth. Uh, fate would have completely changed if, uh, he would have been in Megadeth before, uh, you know, he called Nick Menza. So I said, hey, Daryl, I'm looking for a guitar player. And he goes, can I bring my brother? And I went, who was your brother? And he goes, Vinnie Paul. Don't you know Vinnie Paul? He wanted to bring his brother and have him play with us. And I go, oh, man, I just hired Nick Menza. So can you imagine, uh, you know, Vinnie Paul and um, Dimebag in uh, Megadeth? Um, it would have been very... Di- we would have never had to put up with Pantera, for, you know, speaking of Phil. You know, imagine we would have never had to put... So, what, I don't know, but, you know, it, like, you know, I don't, I'm not really into Pantera. But, you know, they actually, you know, they kind of preserved a part of metal in the 90s. So, whereas Megadeth, you know, did not really. Maybe so, Dimebag would be alive today. Yeah, but yeah, maybe because that drama would have never happened. It would have never, and I'm not blaming Phil, but it would have never triggered that psycho, you know, because some say just the words of Phil, a lot of people believe that, you know, it triggered that psycho. Well, no, if there was never a Pantera, that psycho would have no, never been triggered. There would be no psycho. Because there would have been no be psycho. psychotic about? Something yeah, there was, else. there was nothing to be psychotic about. So, yeah, like the guy would have been. not Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. And he would have been a guy that made Rust in Peace, you know, instead of um, Vin, um, instead of Nick, Nick Menza and Marty Friedman. And I don't, I don't know. The sound we have on Rust in Peace is, is kind of just perfection in metal. Yeah. And I wouldn't like that Dimebag. Dimebag has that gutted sound, that really high gain gutted sound, which I really don't like. It's like... It's like the worst guitar sound I ever heard. And and Vinny's drums are like... click 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 click. And uh, whereas Nick Menza had that very boomy bass drum. And I always loved the sound on Rust in Peace, the sound of the drums, the sound of the bass, the sound of the guitar. And I think if you had that, but maybe, you know, Pantera wouldn't, you know, the guys from the Paul brother, the Abbott brothers would have never been um, allowed to have that sound, though. So, you know, maybe. It, it's an interesting what if, and it's sad, you know, because of what happened to Dimebag eventually. Yeah. But, uh, no, the lineup on Rust in Peace was Yeah, perfect, it's perfect. So. Marty Friedman. I think Marty Friedman's playing. He's, he's coming from Japan. He lives in Japan. He is our, the representative of guitarists to Japan. We missed him. I'm really sad about yeah, that. Yeah, he's great. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, one of the great guitar players, so Marty Friedman. And, of course, Nick Menza, of course, he, passed away. He just played St. Vitus. He played St. Vitus. That must have been awesome, you know? So, uh, yeah, so that was, you know, alternate history, alternate time. In some other dimension, some other timeline, this is happening. The world is different, and... Uh, you know, the, the Abbots are still alive. And I think, you know, maybe Vinny would be still be alive too because, you know, Pantera, they just drank so much. I think it just damaged their health, you know, beyond repair. I think that has something to do with it. But, you know, as as Phil was saying once, he said if had Dimebag not have been shot, he would have definitely had health problems today because of the amount of alcohol he used to drink. He used to just be on the Crown Royal all day. And it was even too much for Phil. Phil was like, oh, calm down. This is Phil saying calm down. So it must have been a lot. So anyway, uh, that is the news for today, people. That is all the news 
in metal, all the important news that matters that happened in the last two weeks. Next week, of course, we will go into a regular, probably a playlist episode. I have some ideas, and we'll get to that then. So let's wrap up this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. Be sure to follow us on social media, including Twitter at Here Lies Metal, Facebook at Here Lies Metal, Instagram, Metal Lies Here, and give us a shout out on Gmail. Let us know what you're thinking. Here Lies Metal at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to Here Lies Metal on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Don't forget to rate us. Even if you hate us, this podcast sucks. Only you have the power to destroy it. I like reading that line. I just read the same line over. I'm like a one of those cheesy radio guys. I, I should have like a morning radio show. You know, I'm just good You're very talented. Reading, at this. I have a good voice. I some one someone told me once I had a good radio voice. Here's my radio voice. What if I just did the show like this from now on? Uh, so uh, anyway. Despite that voice, it is my passion to bring you, the listener, these tales of metal. However, if you'd like to support the show, your donations are highly appreciated. You can find us at Patreon forward slash HeroLiesMetal.com. That is all for the news. I hope you enjoy. Have a good week. Stay metal. Keep your lives enriched with metal. And do not bow down to the forces of false metal or a, a volley of black arrows of death from the sky will fall upon you, launched by Joey DeMaio, wherever he is. So, anyway, that is all for today. Goodbye, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.